0: Hello. Oh, pardon. I've eaten too much. I've eaten just the right amount. Ugh. Oh, Pete. Amanda. Hang on. Pardon. There you go. That's our <laughs> podcast today. Ready for a book club? Jonesy and Amanda's Holiday
1: Book Club. Well, hi. How are you? Nice to be back. Nice to be back. We thought today in our exploration of our lives, as written through our books, we might look at teenage crushies. Yeah. The first kind of frisson that you might be interested in the opposite sex. I remember watching Countdown
0: and getting that vibe. With Molly? No, but the various Baby It's You Promises. Remember that film
1: clip? Every man of a certain age talks about that film clip and it annoyed women of a certain age because she was incredibly skinny with enormous bosoms. It was hard being a teenager and the... I remember one of the guys from Ted Mulry gang saying, "I like all women, especially blonde ones with big boobs." <laughs> I'm thinking, "Oh, good on you! Well, what, thanks where for are that? we supposed to put ourselves? with Where that? do I fit in
0: here?" Yeah, that's right. It's funny though when you think about that because sex for girls and guys when you're younger, it, it, we're all in the same category. When you look at it, there's there's some kids that have developed quicker mm. and they're just up for it quicker. Well, <laughs> is that what the title of your book is? Well, I'll, I'll read from, from my book. I was over at my mate Biz's place. Uh, Biz was slang for Bizano because he had an Italian surname, but back in those days you couldn't be Italian in any way, lest you be called a giant wog. so he became Biz.
1: All
0: right. We We're hanging out in his rumpus room. The
1: rumpus room! Can I divert for a moment? What yeah, was in his I've rumpus only written, room?
0: I've only read two oh, lines. But the rumpus room. Shag carpet.
1: Billiard
0: table, table? yes. Yeah, keep going. going. When his next door neighbour came over, she was a pretty blonde who was a couple of years older, and unlike me, she had certainly developed. Mm -hmm. She was wearing a Ben's bikini, which was an iconic eighties brand, and she'd asked if we wanted to come for a swim. The fact that she was asking Biz when it was his house and his pool didn't seem odd in the slightest. Miss Ben's. She oozed sex, the way she walked, the way she talked. It just looked like she was up for it. She, we sat round the pool and she said, so you go to an all-boys school. I couldn't live without boys. <laughs> Making conversation because Biz, who wasn't the chattiest Cathy in the world, he wasn't helping anyway, I said, yeah, me neither. Miss <laughs> Ben said, what, you can't live without boys? Are you a poof? Oh. Still no response from Biz, not even a laugh, which might have helped the situation. She said, what's your name again? For some reason, I panicked and said my name was Simon. (laughs) Don't ask me why I said that. But this girl scared the hell out of me. And with that, she got up and left us. I must admit I felt a wave of relief. Biz suddenly springs to life and said, let's get a Milo.
1: That story has everything. Milo, Simon. Rumpus Room. Rumpus Room. Miss Benz. Someone turning up in a cosy, just walking around in a yeah. cosy.
0: I, I, Did I she
1: go for a swim? No. No. Did you have a Milo? What a cliffhanger.
0: We just had a Milo but Biz had no idea what was going on. He had no idea and he was more developed than me. Like I was underdeveloped at 14. I had nothing.
1: Well, I'll read an excerpt from mine Except that, The odd hair here that and that tells you my virginity. I had a lot of hair, unfortunately. I Did wish you? I could have told myself then, don't panic, wax will arrive. How
0: much hair? What, too much hair?
1: Well, everyone when you're a teenager thinks it's too much hair. I remember being with my mother at a family reunion at the beach and mum said to me, Amanda, I can see your hairline. And I said, <laughs> mum? And my auntie said, don't worry, Amanda, we've all got them. Dreadful. <sighs> oh. It wasn't down at my knees. I didn't have a Bermuda shorts line.
0: Yeah, but, but still. still.
1: Well, let me read a bit here. This I used to go to Eumina with my friend Melanie. Her mm. parents had a caravan there every Christmas. It was the most exciting thing that ever happened.
0: I've met Melanie. Yeah. She's a lovely lady. She
1: is, and we still laugh at this. We never talk to boys, but we thought about them constantly. So I've got here. The diary records my crush that my friend Melanie and I had on a boy we met at Eumina Caravan Park. We didn't know his name, so we called him Todd. If only he'd been Simon. And we pretty much stalked him around the clock, mysteriously bobbing up behind him in the surf as he's trying to catch waves, running like loons to catch up with him in the street, then casually sauntering past as we go to the shop to buy salt and vinegar chips. None of this was easy while attempting to hold our stomach in and our stomachs in and hide errant hair sneaking out of our bikini bottoms. Finally, after two weeks of shadowing Todd's every move, Melanie and I plucked up the courage to say hi to him. And this is what I've written from my diary. Seeing him sitting there by himself, I felt a great surge of courage. And before I knew what had happened, I dragged Melanie over with me and we said, we saw you sitting here alone and thought we'd come and keep you company. After all those days of thinking nice in in the surf sounded obvious, this surely surprised me. That said... Oh, he said, although he seemed a bit embarrassed, well, plant yourselves. Now, what are your names? <laughs> it was so fantastically <laughs> What's perfect. What's he in the Shirley Was oh, it well, that's Brian how Brown? I, that's how I've written it. It was also fantastically perfect and easy. And soon we were talking away happily. Yeah. I mean, this was this had never happened. He isn't all that sensitive, not outwardly anyway, but it doesn't matter because he's friendly and funny. An example of his wit is as follows. Is, is
0: as follows. This
1: is what I've written. His mother said to him, "You don't drink any more, do you, Pete?" And he said, "Well, I don't drink any less." He had such a cute grin on his face when he said it; I'll never forget it.
0: So his name was Pete,
1: apparently. So not
0: not Todd.
1: I asked him what football position he played at school. He had an embarrassed grin and then answered, "Reserve orange peeler." Just little things like that are so precious. He, he's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> then we plan to meet up with him the next day. Yeah. And then this is the diary entry for that day. Are you ready? We woke up to the depressingly horrible sound of rain. We casually went snooping around his van, only to find it hooked up and ready to go. What? We went to the toilet (laughs) and when we came back, it was gone. What, the toilet? No, the van. Uh, This is what I've written. We couldn't believe it. We ran up to the office only to see the little van turn out of the driveway. It's the saddest picture I've ever seen. The very reason for our happiness, so much a part of us, Turn away forever. Why is life so cruel? I've actually written those words. And so Todd just left. Todd just left, or Pete. and Melanie got sunstroke, and we had to spend all day in the toilet. Well, b- both of you though. Well, I was her friend. Well, I was annoyed I- at her because that's why we had to go to the toilet because of her sunstroke. Who would have ended up with Pete slash Todd? Well, you know what's interesting? In Year Eleven, our school used to go to Jindabine for a school camp, Mm. I saw him there. Really? Yeah, he pretended he didn't remember me after all those hours we spent together. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And he cracked onto a girl I went to school with. Really? Yes. What did he say to you? I said, were you at your minor beach? (laughs) And he said, oh, I might have been. Might have been. But that's how, that's how, it was all romance. There was nothing saucy about it. No. We just wanted romance until... Melanie had to go to the toilet.
0: With sunstroke. Yeah. While you had Todd slash Pete, I was still dealing with Miss Benz. Do you want to hear more?
1: Oh, there's more from Miss Benz. See, if you'd got together, at what point would you have told her your name wasn't Simon?
0: Well, this is, let me read on.
1: Please!
0: Later, we were both riding our pushbikes back to my place when a girl's voice yelled out, Hey, Anthony, Biz's real name, and Simon. Biz stopped. But I kept going. After a while, I realised I was riding solo, so I turned around. I saw Biz's pushbike at the side of the road, but no sign of him. His bike was at the edge of a reserve that led down to the water. I followed the trail and there was Biz... What? ...with Miss Benz and she had a friend with her. Oh, terrifying. Miss Benz said, ''What's the matter with you, Simon? You deaf as well as gay?'' That's how I met Julia Gillard. I was perplexed, (laughs) then remembered the alias I'd given her a few hours earlier but said nothing. Her friend thought it was hilarious and suddenly Biz sprang into life with a giant horse laugh. Great. How was I going to get out of this? So adapting the old before anyone thinks you're a fool changed the subject. I said, what you doing? (laughs) Miss Ben's friend said, having a smoke but we haven't got a light. Without saying anything, I reach into my tracksuit top and pull out a box of matches that Dad had left on his desk. It's like James Bond. He always had boxes of matches that he collected from his travels. This one had been liberated from Raffles Hotel in Singapore. Oh, classy. I said casually, have you got a spare smoke? Miss Benz actually looked impressed for a moment and then I saw her for what she really was, an awkward 16-year-old girl, almost embarrassed. She said... Nah, we've only got one. Seizing an opportunity, I said, I wish I knew you guys smoked. I've got a whole pack at home, which I didn't have. They were my dad's, but, you know, mm. it's in my house. We sat down on one of the giant boulders that overlooked the water and she handed me a cigarette, which looks like it had come from the bottom of a drawer. I looked at it and said, Craven A, I usually smoke Dunhill.
1: Were you making it up?
0: What? Well, that that's true. They were dad's Dunhill's. He smoked Dunhill's, and they were really strong Dunhill's. It was like setting fire to a bushfire and inhaling it.
1: Wow! Is that the last you saw of them?
0: No, no, no. So we sat on the rock. I'll, I'll I'll paraphrase a little bit. So exhaling smoke from the lungs, I passed uh, uh, exhaling smoke from my lungs. I passed the smoke on to Miss Benz, who did a pretty good job of it. Biz had no trouble. He'd been dabbling with Siggies for as long as I had. Miss Benz's pal, on the other hand, exhaled, then had a giant coughing fit. With the smoke finished, we sat there talking about shared interests. Bands, Midnight Oil were cool, so were the Angels. Kiss had lost it apparently, although I was still clinging on. And even though I thought that Kiss Unmasked was a pretty decent album, I kept that on the down low.
1: Simon. You were telling her so many lies. (laughs) The conversations
0: turned to girlfriends. Did we have any? Thankfully, the whole me being gay had been forgotten. (laughs) We both answered, no. Miss Ben said to Biz, how could a little cutie like you be single? Biz went as red as his hair. My mouth went agape because I never thought of Biz as a little cutie. Miss Benz said, I bet you're a great kisser.
1: Oh, no!
0: Biz says, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Biz wasn't good at fabricating stuff as me, but it proved out to be the best answer because Miss Benz said, it's easy, just do what I do. And she pashed him. Next thing, Biz was full on pashing with Miss Benz and he was making a good job of it. Oh, no. I couldn't help but be impressed. Even though I was feeling awkward as anything, Miss Benz finished with Biz then looked at me. What about you, Simon? Are you the same as Anthony here? And I said, uh, no. And she asked me if I'd kissed a girl before. That scary glint in her eye was back. What I actually meant was, no, I don't think I'd be as good as Piz because he'd look like he'd come straight out of the movies. He was doing a really good job of it.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: She thought that I had previous form and said beckoning to her friend, go on then. Her friend didn't look that into it and she had a pretty full-on set of braces. So I said, I better not. I've got a cold. I don't want to give it to you. Mm
1: -hmm. Good save, Simon.
0: The grim reaper of the AIDS TV commercials hadn't even started yet, but here I was protecting people from spreading my, albeit, imaginary cold germs. The friend actually looked relieved. Miss Benz seemed to accept this, and Biz didn't notice he still had this dopey glazed look on his
1: face. So good, Brendan.
0: I remember it so well. He's just there. And I I was so envious because it just happened so easily for him and he didn't appreciate it.
1: How intriguing. Simon, the rakish one. (sighs) Well, I've got a story about when I first met a boy and the innocence of it is galling. I'll read from my book. Looking back, I was an incredible dag during my teen years and quite a bit beyond. My best friend until I was about 14 was Carol, who lived next door We shared a lot, me and Carol, including early innocent forays into the world of boys. One day, while we were spending an afternoon at Westfield Parramatta, two boys came up to us and said, do you want to go around with us? I was terrified, (laughs) but we said yes, and the one I got was called Morris. Morris! That's how it happened those days. You have that one, I'll have this one.
0: Right. What did Morris
1: look like? I can't really remember. Literally, all we did was swap phone numbers and then went home. But that's all we had to do to be officially going around with them. How heady. So you had a boyfriend? Well, in the loose terms, I cut Morris's phone number out from the surrounding paper and put it in a locket that I wore around my neck. I could barely remember what he looked like, so there's no <laughs> point in you asking him now. Although it was pathetically innocent, although for me so thrilling, <laughs> yeah. I knew my parents wouldn't look too kindly on me starting up a friendship with someone who'd cracked onto us at the shops. Mum and I didn't really speak much about boys though I remember her once telling Carol and me not to let boys get on top of us. She'd said it innocently, meaning don't let boys get the better of you, but we giggled and elbowed each other like the schoolgirls that we were. The upshot of all this was I knew Mum wouldn't be happy with my new going-around status, Mm. so it was mortifying when Morris actually phoned. Any readers from Gen Y will be stunned to learn that in those days there was only one phone in the house and it was in no way mobile. In our house, it sat terrifyingly in open view on the phone table. (laughs) Privacy was impossible. So whenever Morris rang, I was rendered monosyllabic, both with embarrassment about my parents hearing anything and acute shyness that I was talking to a boy. (sighs) Much later, with my first actual boyfriend, I'd use the phrase doing the washing up as code for people are listening. Pretty sophisticated, I know. I'm surprised ASIO recruitment officers didn't come (laughs) a-calling.
0: Doing the washing
1: up. So despite six or seven subsequent phone calls, we still hadn't caught sight of our boyfriend since our first thrilling moments months before. Eventually, Morris and I, and Carol and the other one whose name I can't remember, agreed to meet at our local railway station. Presumably, we'd planned all this with smoke signals so Mum wouldn't find out. When Carol and I got off the bus on the big day, we looked around briefly, couldn't see them, and headed home. <laughs> we didn't even plan what time. We just thought, oh, they're not at the station, we'll go home again. We hadn't even organised a time to meet. So, how we imagined Morris and what's his name would somehow miraculously be there waiting for us defies logic. Idiots. Then again, if we had met up, what would we have done? I'd hardly even talked to boys before. It's weird, I went to a co ed school. Mm-hmm. I was friends with boys in my year, but I didn't see them as boys. And the ones in the older years who my friends and I liked were chatted to in terms of shut up, fat stuff, and what are you looking at, brace face? <laughs> that's how you conversed. Finally, the pressure of a high-octane love affair with Was Morris that, and his... Is that them
0: talking to you or both, you right?
1: Both. If a boy liked me and said anything, that's what I'd hit back with. So I'm going to tell you the, how the relationship ended. Well, it ended. Finally, the pressure of a high-octane love affair with Morris and his friend got too much... Carol and I decided we had to drop them. <laughs> this despite having never actually seen them again since that first day. So
0: you, you didn't say to them you are dropped?
1: Read on. After much debate, it was decided that Carol would go first. So she called Morris's place and asked if she could speak to her boyfriend. He wasn't there. So Carol said, can you tell him he's dropped and now Amanda has something to tell you? Can you imagine my horror? But I had to man up. Our beautiful relationship had to end. You're the best boyfriend I've ever had, I said. But I have to drop you. I'm sure to this day, Morris bears the scars.
0: I could imagine. He'd <sighs> be at a self-help group talking about the yeah. one that got away. So there was no physical no experimentation. No, n-
1: nothing, nothing. But I still wear the locket to this day, and I wish I'd kept the piece of paper with oh, his with name. Oh,
0: number, and we could ring him. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> gee, that's when working on the radio is a terrible thing. That's what you would make me do. I
0: need to answer the phone. Hello, Amanda. I've been waiting for you.
1: <laughs> I'm still at the railway station. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. <laughs> I caught the nine fifteen.
0: Well, well,
1: wow. Well, well. We have to a load of away. You
0: and I. Do you think? Yeah, let's uh, put a bookmark in the uh, the pages All and right. put them back in our library. Let's do it. What will we talk about next time?
1: You'll have to wait for the next episode of Jonesy and Amanda's Holiday Book Club. Jonesy and Amanda's
0: Holiday Book Club.
1: For more Jonesy and Amanda podcasts,
0: download the free iHeartRadio app.
1: Oh, pardon. (laughs) Should have eaten all that.